0: All right. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Happy Monday, for those of you in the Western Hemisphere. Happy uh, Tuesday morning, I guess, for those of you in the Eastern Hemisphere. It's nice to see you all. You guys look really great. Have you been working out? Really? You look very toned. Very happy for you. Good for you. All right. no, you were talking to me. No. Yes, you too, though. You too. All right. So listen, I want to talk today about one of the many benefits of obedience. This is part of our obedience series. And one of the many benefits, which is defeating your enemies, okay? The reason we do the obedience series is a lot of churches are really shying away from it, right? You've kind of got like these two extremes in the the Christian church. Three, there's a church that doesn't talk about anything relevant at all. And you just go to church just because it's Sunday and you say like, what the heck was the point of that? Then you've got the kind of fire and brimstone church where it's just like, everyone's going to hell if you don't repent right now. And it's like, all right, well... You know, Jesus emphasized repentance too, but he also kind of showed you the good the good side of things. And then there's there's the, the third extreme, which is they don't put any emphasis whatsoever on obedience. It's kind of like anyone can act however the heck they want and it doesn't matter because, you know, uh, the kingdom of God is just like a hippie commune where anything goes and that's fine. It's like, okay, none of those things are the right way of doing things, okay? Obedience is... Essential, but it's not just for the sake of getting into heaven instead of going to hell, okay? Obedience is essential for you to have your best life. Now, and one of the many benefits of obedience, other than that you're just going to live in general a healthier life, is that you're going to defeat your enemy, or rather God will defeat your enemies for you, okay? There's, when it comes to enemies, it's not a topic we like to talk about for some reason, and there's a lot of misconception among Christians, right? There's some Christians who think, well, if, I buy into Christianity and I get born again and all that, then, you know, all my problems will just magically go away. And that's not the case, okay? The Bible says, actually, many are the the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from all. In fact, in Deuteronomy, it talks about one of the many blessings of obedience is that your enemies will rise up against you in one direction, but they'll flee from you in seven directions. And so, it doesn't say you won't have any enemies, Okay. It says, in fact, you will have enemies, but you're going to defeat them. And, and this is to be expected. The great uh, French novelist, Victor Hugo, who wrote Les Mis, actually, uh, your favorite musical, he said, if you've had enemies, good for you. That means you stood for something. Okay, And Christianity stands for something. Mm-hmm. Christianity is not about you know, hiding in the shadows. Right. If, you're, if your light is going to shine, if you're going to be a city on a hill, if you're going to take on the forces of darkness... If you're going to go to war, not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and high places, okay, you're going to have enemies. And, and that's just the reality of it. But on the other hand, I think there's some people who think that if you have enemies, God wants you to like lose the fight or something because God emphasizes restraint. He emphasizes self-control. Jesus says, pray for your enemies. He says, bless those who curse you. He says, turn the other cheek. In fact, in Proverbs, and I have the quote here, Proverbs 25 says, if your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. And we think, that's, that's like rolling over. I don't want that person to get the better of me, you know? But he, you have to read the whole thing because the next verse says, In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. So we have to understand that what's actually happening when you have enemies and really when you have any kind of afflictions is that God is using those people. Okay, he's using those people to make you stronger. He's using those people to help test your faith. He's using those people to help you develop meekness and, and all the other things, all the other all the other fruits of the spirit. Remember, we all like the first three fruits, right? Love, joy, peace, but the the rest of them are things we have to develop. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. You develop those things through the sort of the uphill training, through the, the resistance training that we spoke about, okay? By dealing with situations that you probably don't want to deal with. And putting the flesh behind you, okay, and allowing the spirit to take over. Listen, I'm a lawyer. I deal with people I don't like constantly, almost all of whom are other lawyers, okay? And there are some judges I don't like too, but actually the judges aren't that bad. But I mean, in a given day, funny, Chris and I were praying the other night and we were praying for people and I I said, you know, there's this lawyer who I don't like. I'm really just going to pray for that person. And then at no sooner did I pray for that person, I said, oh, wait, this is other lawyer I don't like, and I've got to pray for them. And then there's all of a sudden a third. I could have kept going all night long, okay? Because some of these people are just, I'm going to be honest with you, um, dysfunctional, immature, and, uh, you know, have severe personality disorders. But God put them in my life for a reason, and it's not to make fun of them, and it's certainly not to, to lower myself to their level. It's a few things. First of all, God is showing me someone who I need to pray for, right now and God's ultimate goal is again to bring this person to Christ and number two he's using this person to build up patience in me to build up meekness not weakness but meekness in terms of of self-control to build up gentleness all in all to make me more Christ-like okay that's the idea so the point is simply this guys you are going to have enemies whether you are a Christian or not that's just reality and, you know, we can try to pray them away. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they they go away through prayer. Sometimes they go away on their own. But other times, God's going to keep that person there. You know, maybe it's that person in your workplace who's just bothering you. Maybe, maybe God's going to keep that person there because he's not trying to change that person so much right now as he's trying to change you. He's trying to use that person to change you and then use you, okay, in turn uh, to pray for that person. All right, so you're going to have enemies either way. But what God promises you, What God promises you is, number one, those enemies are gonna flee from you in seven directions. You're gonna have victory over those enemies, okay? And he's gonna use those enemies to develop the fruits of the Spirit that are necessary for the happiness, for love, joy, and peace. You know, people say, I hear people say, well, you know, the Bible doesn't promise you happiness, it promises you salvation. That's not true, because the Bible says the fruits of the Spirit, the first three fruits are love, joy, and peace. And if you have those three, you're gonna have happiness. But again, to get those three, you have to develop the other six, okay? And God uses your enemies. He uses really your adversities to help you do that. So when you're faced with an enemy, understand this. Understand that obedience is the key to defeating them. Go read Deuteronomy, okay? Deuteronomy, I think it's it's, uh, chapter 28, where you have to follow the Lord. And we we all know what obedience means. It means to reject sin, to do what we know is right, and to reject what we know is wrong. God says if you do that, your enemies will rise up against you in one direction and flee from you in seven directions, okay? The alternative, by the way, is not that you're not gonna have enemies. The alternative is simply that you're not gonna have victory over your enemies. So my lesson for you today, my teaching for you today is simply this, that of the many different benefits to obedience, one of them is that you're gonna overcome your enemies. You know, the enemy wants us to think that obedience means we can't have any fun, obedience means we're a loser, obedience in this case means we're weak, and it's not the case. Okay, if you want to have a fulfilled life, if you want to achieve happiness, if you want to achieve fulfillment, like I said, if you want to have victory over your enemies, there's no substitute whatsoever to obedience. That's my lesson for you today.
1: That is great. I love the way you summarize that. I like to think of our, quote, enemies as spiritual sandpaper Mm -hmm. in our lives. Uh, Stepping stones. Yes. I remember even as a young child, you're in middle school, that's when you first discover This lesson of how to deal with people and relationships. And I remember my mom telling me something that her father had taught her. And I am going to change the name of this person. But my mom had had a similar experience when she was in middle school. And her dad said to her, she said, I just wish this person was not in my life. If I could just get rid of this person, you know, who's jealous or does this or that, I'd be so much better off. And her dad said, no, there's always going to be a Cecilia Smith. There's always going to be that person. It may change. That person goes out of your life. There's another person that comes into your life who's going to be your spiritual sandpaper. So that's not the problem. And so she taught that lesson to me. And I think it's so interesting because it proves that we really have to remember it's about not flesh and blood, but who our true enemy of our souls is. Because, you know... Like you said, you can go either way. Yes, we're supposed to be meek, but not weak. Uh, And then we're not preaching like the doormat syndrome here where you just have to let anybody, you know, we want to stand up for what we believe at the same time. There's times to be bold, but just like the Bible says, there's a time to laugh. There's a time to cry. There's a time and a place for everything.
0: Yeah. But, you know. So, yeah. So you're always going to have enemies. The question is whether that enemy is going to steal your joy. That's right. I I had this attorney who was giving me a hard time on Friday. And I have two choices when that happens. I can get myself really upset about it, in which case I'm going to constantly be upset. Okay. People think like the whole turn the other cheek thing. You know that that's gonna that that's some that's a weakness and and you think like man I just want to strike this guy I want to yell at him I want to talk badly about him like honestly the people who do that are not happy people that's right the happy people are the ones who learn not to let things like this get them upset and that means turning the, the other it. cheek that means just like understanding this is somebody who's miserable in their life first of all. Okay, that they don't have a great life like I have. They don't have a great woman and a beautiful woman like Kristen uh, over here. Okay, they don't have the blessings I have. They don't know God the way I know them. And so I I just kind of feel bad for them. But if I didn't turn the other cheek and I instead try to indulge my flesh and say, oh, no, I want to be angry. That feels good. That might feel good for like five seconds, honestly. But living like that, Mm -hmm. okay, having that aggregate. Uh, Listen, one of my friends who, you know, actually, and I'm not going to say this person's name. He's a good person. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say otherwise. In fact, I know a few people like this who are also lawyers. But every time I talk to the guy, it's, "Oh, this person did this to me, that person did that to me. He's trying to he's trying to I'm not going to use the words he uses, but just you fill in the blank. You know, he's trying to get the better of me. He's trying to he's shoving me down. It's like, "Listen, first of all, there aren't that many people who are against you. Number 1. Right. But secondly, if 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 you're going to let those people get inside of you like that, they're then, your life. then they're controlling your life and that's not strength 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 is is keeping is, is keeping the full armor of god on deflecting the blows of the enemy and i'll tell you something nothing it, listen when the bible talks about heaping hot coals in their head okay nothing upsets your enemies more than when they see that they can't affect you that's if right you just smile and you just say okay oh, well that's thank you for that <laughs> okay pal i'll pray for you yeah. have a nice day that that that's enough if you really want to get back and that's how you do it but also you protect yourself
1: that's right and you know what a great application for today's day and age is social media with facebook and all these places just hit the
0: block button man people
1: just want to come back i i have when someone comes at me in a private message or something or whatever or a text message i i just say have a wonderful day. God bless you, and I leave them with a smiley face. Listen, you gotta understand, and we, that's it.
0: We did a, we did a sermon uh, a while ago about how you have to turn the enemy's plans on on its head. Okay, if the enemy can figure out that he can get you out of your joy and get you away from God and into the flesh with something as as simple as someone saying something mean to you, okay, uh, he's gonna realize you're an easy target. You got to make the enemy suffer. That when he comes at you, you got to yeah. turn around. You're not only not going to suffer, you're not going to get the better of me. I'm going to pray for that person, so you're not going to have victory in that person's life. And congratulations, now you've helped promote me to a higher level enemy. That's why the Bible says resist the enemy and he'll flee. When the enemy realizes that attacking you not only doesn't hurt you, it builds you up, then you really start to have victory.
1: You know, and I guess this would be a whole other sermon that I'm sure you could do a great one on, but that goes into the trigger points of the enemy trying to know what your trigger points are. And it's all a test. It's a test for what your enemies. Um, and, you know, in that example of the cyber, you know, where people go back at people and argue back and forth, how much of your time are you going to allow that person to have? Mm-hmm. You know? So right. it's just yeah. better to we be. Could
0: do, we could do a whole subject on <gasps> social service. media. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which is what we're on right now. So that's yeah. good. It's true. <laughs> all right. So that was a really great sermon. Thank
0: great you. Sermon. Thank you. Oh, but they are all
1: wonderful. Right. They're amazing. Thank you, God, for the fact that you you prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Mm.
0: Good one.
1: Thank you, God, that we don't war against flesh and blood. We don't have to get in conflict with people and feel like we're on the same level, like Jordan said, stoop to their level, but rather, God, we are in you and in the spirit, and we can... We have the power to overcome. And the victory is ours. So we don't have to prove. We don't have to strive and prove. You've already given us the victory. You've already given us the power and and all authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to live in your authority, God, and walk out your authority. So many times we forget that. We forget that we have the spiritual armor of God. We forget to put that on. We forget to walk in your authority. And instead, we live like the world. We we stoop to their level. We get in petty arguments and mm-hmm. foolish talk, mm-hmm. nonsense. Yep. Instead of rising to your level. and But at the same time, Lord, help us. Show us when we are being timid and allowing certain things. And when we're supposed to speak out in boldness and truth, God, the main point is that we serve an audience of one. And if we live like that and know that we don't care what people think, but at the same time, we know that you care for people, that we live to serve you alone, that we live every day knowing we did our best to love you and serve you, And to be your hands and feet. That if you were right here, which you are, would you be proud of the way we treat people? Would you be proud of the way that we interact in conversations? Do, are we Jesus? We may be the only Jesus that people see. We may be the only Bible they read by the way we live our lives. That's a, an awesome responsibility. Yep. Lord, help us to live in your spirit. We, we are imperfect, but we are in your perfection, just like we learned the other day in Jordan's other sermon. We, we stand in you, Lord, and through your spirit, we can be everything you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. I want to open with a praise report here. Uh, John John Spelled J-H-O-N. says, here's his testimony. Go, uh, Glory be to the Lord. I lived as a bad man a few years ago. The gospel of Jesus Christ was preached to me by many, but I did not accept Jesus. In 2007, I was abducted by a terrorist organization and suffered a lot. There, the truth of God was announced to me, so I was converted. I cried without even realizing it. The terrorists miraculously released me and sent me home three days later, which is like Jesus rising from the dead three days later.
1: Wow, yes. That's then amazing. I
0: went to church and read the Bible there and saw the love and light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Father God, we certainly thank you that John John was released from a terrorist organization, and uh, God, we certainly hope that uh, through his life that many other people will not turn to terrorism or crime or any other things, but instead, instead that they learn um, they learn to know you. And I'm just noticing the reason I'm pausing here. Uh, I just I can kind of read his profile here. He knows my name, he sees each tear that falls, and he hears me when I call. That's mm. that's a pretty good message right there. So thank you, John John. Thank you for that message. And God, we thank you for John John's life.
1: That's amazing. amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, so why don't we
0: do, since we have so many prayer pick requests, five I want to, Yeah, just pick six.
1: Six? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Dada says, please pray for me. I, have cancer sur- I had cancer surgery and treatment for nine years now. I'm a widow and getting lots of pain. Thank you so much. Grace, I want healing and breakthrough for my family. Cecilia, pray for sickness to be healed. And God bless you and your family. Rye says, please pray for my financial problems. Uh, Michael says, pray for my family, for my health, financial breakthrough to complete our home. And Beryl, I have a friend named Beryl. um, Would you please pray for me and my family? A special prayer for my daughter, her husband and kids, my mom, two sons, their family. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, we lift up Dada, Grace, Cecilia, Rao, Michael, and Beryl to you, God. I know there's some financial ones in this, and there's also physical healing. But God, I see these all as the same spirit to you. A spirit that you want to break. You want to break sickness. You want to break poverty. And a spirit that you want to bring. You want to bring healing. You want to bring prosperity true prosperity, true healing God. And so many times in these two areas, we accept partial blessing. But I pray for your complete blessing. I pray for a testimony. Just like Bartimaeus, I was blind and now I see where he's just overcome. Just like the man who has his mat and he said, and take up that mat and walk. Just like that, the, the man who was paralyzed by the pool. Lord, there are real needs here. But you often, so many times in the Bible, address these other needs that are related to the greater need. So God, we pray healing on those who have financial problems and we pray your blessing of prosperity on those who have these sicknesses that they've asked us for and vice versa, Lord, on both. We pray your covering. We pray your breakthrough, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.
0: Pray, re- rebuke this mosquito that's hovering around me, too. <laughs> you know why you were doing that? An ant walked on your foot?
1: Did he? Really? Yeah. Oh. Where
0: am I starting? As- Asvo?
1: Yes.
0: Asvo says, pray for my family. Jormelin says, pray for all nations. Ezekiel says, hi, I'm trusting God for finances to go to Memorial University in Canada. Manoher just says, pray. Sonu says, hi, please pray for my father. May God give him relief from the kidney stones and so much pain. Please pray for him. And Diana says, "Please pray for my mother. She's a heart failure patient. She has been feeling well for three weeks. Also, my brother is in early stage of dementia. He's coming to live with me. Thank you. Okay. Almost got it. Glory. Yeah. Father God, we thank you for Asvo, Jorm- Jormelin, Ezekiel, Manoher, Sonu, Diana, Sonu, whose father, Diana's mother, and Diana's brother." God, we pray you meet all their needs. We pray for Asbo's whole family. We pray for the entire world, Father God. Your word says, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We pray for God you to meet Ezekiel's financial needs so that he can go to to Memorial University in Canada or whatever university you have for him. We pray for Mana'her and Mana'her's needs, whatever they are. God, you know what they are. Father God, we speak to Sonu's kidney and we order that stone out of his body to pass as painlessly as possible, and for it never to recur. And for Diana, God, we pray that you create for her mother a clean heart, a new heart, one that's not uh, failing, but one that's that's successful. I know I know what heart failure is. I know, but I'm just trying to think of the antonym yeah. of that. Um, Father God, I pray that she has a strong and healthy heart. I pray for her brother to have a clean mind. Mm. We've rebuked this dementia. We order his brain to function properly. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Lydia says, pray for my son, Richard, who's going undergoing a swab test. Anish says, I need to get married. Sarish, Anish and Sarish. Hmm. Sarish says, "Praise for my health. Liza says, pray for my marriage life. Uh, there's an, another party in the relationship, meaning uh, someone with her husband. Uh, mm-hmm. And affair and financial problems often related one two three four five six okay um cecile says pray for my nation of the philippines and seminia says pray for my family lord you you care for these precious people for lydia lord we pray for her son that heart of the mother and we just pray for her and her son lord and all their needs and and uh with the swab test lord we pray for For your healing, God. You are the healer. Nothing is too, Your your arm is not too short to reach anyone in any situation. And for Lydia and her son. For Anish, who wants to get married, you put that desire on his or her heart, Lord. I pray that you, you become the lover of his or her soul, Lord. The one that he or she cannot live without. And bring Anish to to your special blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name, for Sharish, I pray for his health. God, just heal, 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 heal. In the mighty name of Jesus. For Liza, I pray for this marriage situation, God. Convict this man. Mm. Convict this, Lord. Adultery, the spirit of adultery, which is mentioned in the Bible so many times, I think about the spiritual part of that, of how... When we go away from God, when we sin, because He's we're his bride and he's the lover of our souls, how God has felt in that case, like we are the ones committing adultery against him. And so God has felt that and he's felt betrayal and he's felt everything. So God knows how you're feeling, Liza, and he wants to come in and and take care of you and your family in Jesus' name, heal this marriage and everything the finances along with it. For Cecile, we pray for the, for the nation of the Philippines. We know we have a lot of people who are asking for prayer there and for revival. We thank you for what is being done, Lord. And we just pray for more and more of your spirit to outpour on this nation. And for Semenia, we pray for his family, God. Raise them up and bring them into your, the palm of your hand. Protect them and provide for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So last one you did? Okay, this is the first one for you.
0: Sihar is praying for a job, Kashe is also praying for a job. Dita is praying for her family. Armstrong, who's a missionary, I believe, says pray for my relationship since I haven't since I've been with the same person since 2005, but I can't understand her anymore. I want to marry her. So something is weird right there. Is this 15 years? Okay. Yeah. Pray for God to intervene. Javed says pray for him himself, his three daughters, his son, and his wife. And Rebecca is in an abusive relationship. Her husband hits her and is verbally abusive. Well, Father God, first of all, for Sihar and Kachay, we pray that you you have great, we know you have great jobs lined up for these people. And we just pray that nothing stands between them. Clear out the way, God, and just show them which door you want them to go through and close the other doors. We pray for Dita's family, we pray for Javid's family as well. Uh, Javid's three daughters, his son, and his wife, and, and all the members of Dida's family. God, we lift them up to you and we pray in Jesus' name that all of their many needs are met. For Armstrong, we pray for this situation that he's been in um, within a relationship with someone he's not married to for 15 years. I don't know what's going on there, but God, he says he needs your intervention and, and I would agree. So God, we pray in Jesus' name that you please intervene and Figure out if this relationship is supposed to continue. And if so, God, just um, have them make you the center of their relationship like Kristen and I do. And for Rebecca, uh, who's in this abusive relationship, God, I pray you get her out of this abusive relationship. And I pray for this other person who's hitting her and things like that. Uh, We pray that, you know, his soul is claimed by you and that we certainly rebuke what the enemy is doing through him. But God, I also pray that you help Rebecca escape from this relationship. Yes, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. All right, for Sarah. Sarah needs a job. Isaiah just says, pray. Jen, his husband, is struggling with vices. It's n- specific but God knows. Lodi wants to start his life with his family. Imran, who has been kidnapped and has been missing for five years, his uh, uncle wrote in to us this year. So we're going to pray for that. Um, and Dens says, family, um, I have brothers and sisters that are suffering and pray I can survive the trials of my life. Lord, for Sarah, we pray that you bring in the right job. Lord, you know, uh, when people ask for jobs and, and for financial things, I always think to myself, God, you don't want us wandering purposeless through life. Mm. You have a purpose. And even if jobs are just for a season... It's not, nothing in this life is just meant to be a waste of time, meant to be, um, what did you do these three years of your life or this season? It's all, all a part of your plan, God. So I pray you bring a a job that would really, really satisfy her longing and desire of her heart, Lord. For Isaiah, whatever's going on there, we pray, Lord, that you would intervene as only you can. For Jen's husband, Lord, this is the power of a praying wife, Lord this wife is coming before you and asking for her husband. That is the only way, the only way to to fix any situation. And in, in a marriage, God, we just pray that you convict this man. And we pray that the longing for all these vices would turn to a longing for you, God, that he would just long for you, God. And step up to the plate and any shame or any anywhere he thinks that he just cannot break habits or something, Lord, that he would turn to you and their marriage would be stronger than ever before. For Lodi, I pray for a great fresh new start with his family, God, that you would just come in and intervene and help them to have a new family, a new new start, Lord. For Dens, we pray again for the family, the brothers and the sisters, and, and we pray for hope. Dens, Dens is looking for hope and asking you, Lord, for hope God bring hope bring refreshing bring the reins of your presence God into his life for Imran Lord we pray for this person who's been missing Lord nothing is impossible for you nothing is too hard for you God
0: Mm.
1: bring this person yep bring this person back to his uncle and family God Lord we ask you we ask you for you to intervene on this situation. We intercede right now. We are interceding for this person, God. With faith, we intercede. In Jesus' name, amen. We just have two more.
0: Oh, you got Dens? Yes. Okay. So Moon uh, tells us that his home was damaged in Myanmar and he needs money to repair his home. And Kevin says, pray for me to get married. It's one I can relate to too. So, uh, although, I mean, we're going to get married, but for a long time, I prayed to find the right person and finally did. Me too. So Me too. that's not what I meant. <laughs> so Father God, for Moon, this person needs a new home, needs his home repaired anyway. So God, send the person the money that he needs and the laborers that he needs and get him. I, I, we pray that his home is better than, than new. And for Kevin, God, you put on his heart to get married. And so we thank you, God, that you have the right person for Kevin at the right time, that this person is definitely born again and is going to bring... Kevin closer to the Lord, not further away in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to do the call to salvation now. Yeah, I'm
0: getting eaten up by mosquitoes out here. In case <laughs> I just I thought
1: thing. you were just enjoying. Ju- yes, Lord. Yes. With now us. I'm
0: defending myself from all these different mosquito bites.
1: <laughs> all right. So if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, This is your moment right now. So just follow after me. It's so simple. Um, we, We would love, love to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, definitely let us know about it. You can send us a message or you can comment on this video.
0: Amen. All right, guys. Listen, uh, we're getting eaten alive out here we're in like this woodland area in Kristen's house. And uh, right by this pond, and there's plenty of mosquitoes. So uh, I'm just going to say a happy, happy good night to you guys. For those of you watching this in the morning, I hope you have a great day. We'll see you again uh, Wednesday, 730 Eastern Standard Time with an all-new message. Until that time, guys. Be blessed and as always be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM570, and FM 102.3.
1: Basic Red.